Our sermon text for today comes from the second chapter of 2 Corinthians, the, the second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 2 through 10. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know, but God knows, was caught up to paradise. He heard inexpressible things, things that man is not permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool because I would be speaking the truth but I refrain. So no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say. To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. This is the word of God for the people of God. <clears throat> Paul is probably one of the most important people in the writing of the Bible. Uh, and we know Paul did sometimes have a problem with ego. He was in a position where he was able to tell people how to live and what to do and what they should and shouldn't do. And so sometimes that kind of goes to our head. It's kind of like when somebody gets a powerful position. You have to fight hard not to use that position to your advantage. And Paul saw many, many miracles that God had done. And so knowing that Paul was the kind of personality that he was, God decided that Paul should have something to keep him grounded. And Paul talks about that in this passage, and he says, God gave me a thorn in the flesh. <clears throat> now there's all kinds of theories about this, which is kind of interesting since Paul tells us what the thorn is. Paul's thorn is the inability to see clearly. He tells us about that in 1 Corinthians in the end of it when he says, see, you can tell this is my writing. You can see the letters are so large. Paul has eye problems. We know on the way to Damascus that Paul's eyes were blinded. And when the, he was relieved of that blinding, it said, like scales fell off of his eyes. And from that time, Paul always had trouble seeing. 
In fact, if we read all of the letters of Paul, there's one thing you will notice. Somebody always wrote it. Paul always had somebody who wrote for him. So God gave him something to remind him that he was dependent on God for everything. Now, that's an important thing for us to remember to be humble. But I think the church sometimes goes too far the other direction. And we become so humble, we don't want to say anything about what God is doing in our lives and what God is showing us, the wonderful things that God shows us on a daily and weekly basis. Bev, or Ev, said, said the other week about a youth group, and when they would get together, they would talk about God sightings. Now, when we get together as church people, sometimes we'll talk about God sightings. In other words, what has God been doing in your life in the last week that reminds you that God is still there. And that's what this passage is about. It's about Paul reminding everyone that God has shown him some amazing things. And if he was going to brag, he would gladly brag about the wonderful things that God has shown him. And sometimes in the church, I think we forgot to brag about God. We want people to experience God and desire to, to come into the presence of God and to worship God. But why don't we tell them the wonderful things that God is doing? Why do we keep that to ourselves? I think about that sometimes, and I think the things that I've seen in my ministry. I've seen people healed in miraculous ways. Had a woman who was in a coma. The doctor told her family that if she comes out of the coma, she will be brain dead. She just will have no brain function whatsoever. And so they told him the family on Friday, and they said, well, we'll wait till Monday to unplug everything. Sunday afternoon, she sat up. And when they took the tube out of her throat that was helping her breathe, she looked right at her sister and said, and why didn't you come to visit me? She said, the pastor was here. My nephew was here. Where were you? That's a miracle. I've seen people who went to the doctor and the doctor told them that they had a spot on their liver and they were pretty sure it was cancer. And so they went in for an operation, and the doctor said, well, let's just take one more x-ray and see if it's grown any. It was gone. It wasn't there. And it never showed up again. Those are miracles. Those are God at work. We tend not to want to share those things because, I don't know, maybe we're afraid the world will think we're a little bit crazy. Maybe we are. So what? But what we need people to understand, that what God does in our life is absolutely amazing because God can change us. 
He can change us from the way we are into the way that he wants us to be. I am an alcoholic. I have been an alcoholic since I was 18. I haven't had a drink in almost 40 years. God changed me. He helped me to change. He gave me the ability to not desire alcohol anymore. I started drinking when I was three years old. I'd climb up on my dad's lap and grab his whiskey and drink it. And I really like the taste of whiskey. It's strange, but that's what started it. It was very simple. My dad wasn't trying to turn me into an alcoholic. In fact, I think that he really never even drank it. I think it just kind of sat there. But God was able to change my desire for that. And that's a miracle, that God could do that. And I have seen lives change. And that's why I worked in drug and alcohol recovery. Because I wanted those guys to be able to experience what God could offer. And I saw lives change. I saw guys who, once they came to understand what they were capable of with God, their lives changed. That's a miracle. That's what God is capable of. But God is capable of changing our lives too. The bad decisions that we make, the things that we choose to do that are wrong, they're called sins. And we know that if we trust God and ask him to forgive us, he'll take those sins away. Now that doesn't mean it's going to happen instantly. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it takes a while of depending on God to change us. God changes us in his way at his time. Sometimes it takes longer. But God is in the business of doing great and miraculous things. He's touched so many lives. He's touched so many people. You yourself, I'm sure, have experienced God. You may not have even known it was God at work. That time when you were driving down the highway and Someone pulled out in front of you and you can't for the life of you figure out how you missed it. God is at work and there are times in our lives every day, every week that God is there. And it's time that we in the church started telling people about what God is about in our lives. You want people to serve God? You want people to make God their God, their Lord and Savior. Tell them why. Share with them what God is doing in your life, what God has showed you, the wonderful things that are going on. Do you understand, those of you who have been Christians for a long time, what a miracle that is? That God is guiding and directing you through all of the pitfalls of life and he's giving you the strength to make 
right and good decisions, that in itself is a miracle. Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden and everything was wonderful and they couldn't make it. Everything was just laid out before them. Everything was perfect and they couldn't do it. How in the world are we making it through every single day in this society, in our world? There are so many things that can draw us away from God, and yet we remain strong. Shouldn't we brag about it? Shouldn't we boast about what God is doing? Shouldn't we tell other people that our God is awesome, and he's great, and he's guiding and directing us? Even in the midst of what's gone on in the last year and a half, we can find all kinds of reasons to praise God for the things that God is doing, for the ways that God is at work in our church, in our online ministry, in our podcast, in the way that we're touching lives, we may never know but we know God is at work. I think it's time that we not be so humble about what God is doing. You can be humble about what you're doing, but don't be humble about what God is doing because God is an awesome God and he's touching lives and he's changing people one day at a time. I wish that we could have a time in the church where we could, as Eb said, share our God sightings. Share what God is doing. How God has changed lives. How God is at work in us and in our community. We may not share it, but it's happening. I think we need to share. We need to tell others that our God is at work. He's at work in us. He's at work in others. And he's at work in our world. So let's brag. For God is good. Amen.